Good day to you. Thanks for tuning in and riding along again today. Um, just have some things that I want to share this morning after reading some things in Psalms over the weekend. And just real compelled by what I read to just ask questions of what I have known in my life, who I now am, the posture and um, trajectory of the people I'm sharing my life with presently, my future plans, my course, (laughs) the course that I have planned, and just really asking some tough questions. And so I'm going to read the text first, and then I'll, I'll ask some of these questions. And as usual, I'm trying to drive to work, so, you know, bear with me. I need to get like those police vehicles, how they have that little uh, stand beside them in the middle of the console of the cars that holds a laptop. (laughs) And so they can just sit there and scroll through the internet and look up stuff. And I need that. That's what I need. I need a little uh, workstation here in my truck. On another note, as I'm as I'm trying to make some turns and, and get out on the highway here, I've still not purchased that truck um, that I referenced days ago. Um, that's a possibility. Boy, the Lord's really training me some more in patience. And you know what? Amen that I'm not failing. <laughs> right? I mean, can we just say that? Is that okay to say, God... Praise you. You've changed me. Like, isn't that the exuberant declaration of things like the Psalms? It's like, God, praise praise to your name because of your works, of your hands in my life, the work of your hands. I see it in even me. Man, what an awesome thing. Who knows us better than ourselves? Other than maybe our wives, but we won't ask them, will we? We'll just <laughs> we'll just stick with the awesome things we see the Lord doing in us for this morning. Okay, so I was reading Psalms, and uh, I don't have it right in front of me. I think it's 145. I, I grabbed some snapshots um, from my Bible app just so I was planning ahead, knowing I couldn't sit and read from actual pages on a, on a book in my real Bible. So, you know, let's just use what, what we do have. Okay, if it's one, it's either one, I think it's chapter 145. Whatever the case, it's somewhere in Psalms beginning with verse 4. How's that for good sound teaching? <laughs> I guess that's better than saying, well, I think it's in the Bible somewhere, but anyway, let's just say this. I know it's in there. Verse 4, one generation shall commend your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts on the glorious splendor 
of your majesty and on your wondrous works I will meditate. They shall speak of the might of your awesome deeds and I will declare your greatness. They shall pour forth the fame of your abundant goodness and shall sing aloud of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. The Lord is good to all. His mercy is over all that he has made. All your works shall give thanks to you. O Lord, all your saints shall bless you. They, the saints, shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and, t- and shall tell of your power to make known to the children of man your mighty deeds and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures throughout all generations. And so I want to pose some questions as we read these statements, presumably by David, declaring his exuberant understanding of being a part, any part, a mere part, but yet a vital component of perpetuating the declaration of the glory of God on the natural earth. David understood something that I would say with absolute confidence based upon my own life, something that has been lost, something that was not passed down to me, something that was likely not passed down to you, which brings us in, in just like a summary of what I'd like to discuss and then kind of expand on the points, which brings me to, all right, number one, am I doing that? It was not given to me, demonstrated to me. And so number one, when I read these scriptures, do I do I embed them in my life as a seed of an example of truth? Because obviously the scriptures override our personal experience. They must override what we've known, what we personally believe, what we have an inherited, what we have inherited in our natural lives as what truth is, what we are to do, what a Christian is, what a follower of Jesus even is. Like when we read things in the scripture, we must take them and place them overlay them over every other thing, doctrine, belief, and experience that we have ever known. It must take precedence. It must override what we have known along the lines of whatever it is that the Bible itself brings to us as true and as fact. And so as I read these scriptures and psalms, and David is making a declaration to God and to the whole span of creation, I will declare to all generations, 
the goodness, the glory, the kindness, the compassion of this Yahweh God that I know, that I have met, that I intimately communicate with. And I believe he's also saying, he's saying an exhortation to us. One generation shall commend your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. And so I'm just asking. I'm not going to get at all um, distracted and infatuated with explaining the, the current condition of this age. That's easy. That, that shouldn't even need. That shouldn't need clarified. The fruit of the, the, the spiritual condition of man, not even moral or just natural, but I mean just like let's just stick with spiritual, I would say is greatly due in, in, in part, yet a great part, to this being lost throughout the people of God as every generation comes and goes. And I'll just, I'll just say from, from my personal experience, And, and again, all, all we have is personal experience is simply that. It can stand on its own because it's my own personal perspective. You can't argue what I have gleaned from my life. I can't, I can't argue with you and say, no, that's, that's not real. That's not true. However, you would explain your childhood, what you were told, what you gathered as information and understanding towards Christianity or how a home functions, how children behave, how one carries himself or herself. These are things that we have learned, period. And we have all learned them in different ways. We've all been taught and trained and things have been declared to us through our lineage, through our past heritage throughout generation to generation to generation. That has brought us all individually yet at a corporate arrival of who we now are, of who we presently are as mankind on the earth. We are the product of the declaration of this spiritual truth. Every generation will declare to the next something that was much more understood, I believe, from the little bit I know about ancient history, that was much more valued, tended to, and deliberate than today. Today, people are lacking direction, they're lacking focus, they're lacking like an intense, focused plan for child-rearing, godliness, holiness. We don't want to be formulaic. We don't want to be legalistic, that's for sure. And so we just kind of have wishful thinking be our guide. And we'll talk about what we know of God. But hey, who am I? I don't know God. You know, I'm not the... Not I don't know God, but like... I'm not the spokesperson for God now, so this is just kind of 
my lighthearted take on a matter. And so, as that continues throughout countless generations, I would say we land where we have landed. And this is so connected to everything to me that I've been sharing from the current condition of the church and asking that question four, five, six weeks ago about what's wrong with Christianity, people leaving the faith, people walking in complete doubt in regards to what they even believe, I think. All of these things stem from the lack of someone going before us who has literally paved the way for us to walk, directing us to God, pointing us to Him. Like like I've said before, my goal for raising my son in in regards to spiritual matters, to lead him to God in an understanding of personal understanding of his purpose. Here's my son's purpose, his calling, his need is to take him to the personal, relational, experiential God that I know. Son, I will declare to you the works of Yahweh. I I know them. I believe in them. I have seen him. I've tasted and seen the goodness, kindness, mercy, gentleness, instruction, correction. I know him, son. I will for all of your days declare from my generation, myself, to the next generation, my son, his mighty acts, his glorious splendor, the might of his awesome deeds, his abundant goodness. I will, and, 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 the goal, and again, the goal is in greater measure, incrementally more and more, giving myself to a lifestyle that sings aloud of his righteousness. And let me just take a little offshoot from that for just a moment. Do we understand the declaration reality? So much has been given, and I was on this bandwagon for years, and I still agree if given the opportunity to fully explain the cautiousness of falling into the... Into the um, heavy weights of differing sides and opinions. And what, well, what do I mean by that? That's probably confusing. Okay, so I don't believe in any way that the louder you yell, the more God hears you. Nor do I believe we're to sit perfectly what we call in many settings reverent, absolutely quiet, eyes locked down, hands folded, heads bowed. I don't believe in either extreme. And so, well, what do we do? Because most people fall into preference on one side or the other. 
I have a dear brother who prefers and, and agrees with more of the litur liturgical approach to worship and communication with God. Amen. Absolutely. The reverence, the awe, he gets that. But it would be hard for him to be loud. It would be hard because his, his preference and his demeanor leans towards the soft, quiet, liturgical approach. And that's I get that. That's fine. Just like I get the other side. Well, some people, well, I, I just, I want to be loud. I want to be exuberant. I want to pray loud, get all excitable, and make some noise. Well, if that's under self-control, then that has to be looked at the same as, the, as anyone else who would prefer to be still and quiet and solemn. So number one, what's the origin and source of how we communicate this psalm's reality of declaration? But here's the thing that I'm... And we've been in this for, for months here in our, in our small fellowship, especially in our household between my wife and I, spearheaded primarily by her. My wife has always been a worshiper. Like, I don't know, it's just something she, she is. <laughs> and she is often the trendsetter in our household and in our fellowship of open, exuberant worship of God. Unashamed, unashamedly so. And I, I, man, I, I, I'm always challenged by that because I know her heart. I know, I know what's in there. I know her. And so in light of what I'm saying, again, in this little offshoot of, of the scripture, of often the scriptural demonstration of declaring these things like Psalm 145, we often find, I will shout about this matter. And even the word declare is, is more than just like a casual reading. It is an exuberant declaration. Like there was an, there was an understanding in ancient times that has been lost. Again, another thing, if we could name just a few. They believed they were declaring to the principalities and powers and, and all of creation, literally even creation, needed to hear of the awesomeness of the one true God, His mighty acts. And they believed that the declaration of their mouth literally went into the creation atmosphere. And I would believe that that's true from what I know of what Scripture says on many matters along those lines. And so again, as we, as we look at our history of our life, what we have been given by those in our family and those in our lives who have given us an understanding of God, now again, I'm not negating good things that have made it to us from our parents, our grandparents. 
pastors, preachers, teachers, saints who have gone before us. I'm in no way negating that or saying that's of no good at all. I'm just saying when I read, all the works shall give thanks to you. All your, your saints shall bless you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and tell of your power. They shall make known to the children of men your mighty deeds and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. They shall pour forth, okay, again, notice the verbiage. They shall pour forth the fame of your goodness. They shall sing aloud of your righteousness. They shall commend. They shall declare. The scripture is full of, they shall shout. Well, what do we do with that, y'all? When was the last time you were in a gathering, and again, now, okay, we've got to just draw a line and be clear. I am not in any way saying the louder we are, the more God listens. The more boisterous we become, the more attention we get. I am in no way promoting that as true. I despise emotionally driven crescendo worship that brings us to a point of noise by music or building up a tone of voice. You know, everybody knows that. If you're in if you're in modern Christianity, I don't care what form of worship or you know, religious order you prefer, everybody knows that. The crescendo feeling of, oh, I have to lift my hands at this moment. Oh, that makes me ill. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the overflow and exuberance of our heart. That's another scripture I looked at last night. can't remember where it is, and of course I'm driving, so I don't have the, the, the freedom to look for it. But it just talked about, it's somewhere else in Psalms. No, it was in Isaiah. I don't know. He was talking about the, the natural, if you will, overflow of declaring the glory of God because your, your body can't contain it. You can't contain the declaration of his mighty acts. Well, how do we get to that point? Well, a lifestyle of realizing our lives are teeming with examples of his mighty acts. Why is it? Why is that not seen much on the earth today from a genuine place? Well, I would say because we've forgotten. We don't know God, right? I mean, does not, I say this again and again and again, does this not just simply expose our lack of knowing God? Not just seeing His attributes, but we don't know Him. A personal example, my grandfather was a godly man. He was a very moral man. He was kind. He was gentle. He was loved by everybody who knew him. I honor him. My heart fills with love when I even envision his face. He was honorable. He was a demonstration of an honorable man. I've... I, saw him read his Bible in his study. I saw him write notes. I saw him prepare Sunday school lessons. I saw good things in him. 
I did. But I don't have any memory of him sitting me down and telling me of the mighty acts of God that he knew in his own life. I don't have any memories of that. Of Joel, son, let me tell you about the awesome works of God. I don't, I don't know that. I didn't know that. And that's what I'm saying. And I don't like saying it because it sounds like, oh gosh, well you're just, you're just, that's just dishonorable. Well, in modern day Christianity, yes it is. You just don't talk like that. I've, man, I've heard so many of those stories, especially when I moved to the South. Oh, well, yeah, Grandpa, he's a racist now. Don't you talk about colored people around him, but we don't talk about that. We don't know. Uh, we, we don't talk about that. He loves the Lord. Yeah, well, again, people, can we not just say that is why we're where we are? That's why we're here. That's why generations aren't declaring to generations the glory of God. Is because it just has slowly, it's slowly become silent. We've slowly become silent and we've forgotten, like our forefathers, we've forgotten the awesome deeds. We've forgotten. And again, to be redundant, if you have not listened to the Hezekiah, in the Second Chance People of God series, please go listen to that. I, man, if, if you could crack me open and say, Joel, what's something you would just love to do? That God would just give you a green light that you could do? I would love to travel around and speak that message to any person who would listen. Put me behind a pulpit in any church in any town in America and give me an hour. Because it's a call that I think is coming out. The Spirit is saying to the churches, you forget, you've forgotten. You've forgotten. I don't even know if they're saying you've forgotten your first love. I think they're just saying you've just forgotten, period. You've even forgotten your identity as a whole. You don't know God. You don't know Him. Generation does not declare to generation anymore the majesty of God, the Elohim of Elohims. We've forgotten. And so with great clarity, I want to make this known that what I'm saying is not in any way we'll throw up our hands Look at our condition. Let's just stare at our condition of lack, of forsakenness. <laughs> no. I'm saying let's become a generation who will declare the mighty works of God. I'm going to do it. I'm sure. I'm going to do it. I'm going to. It may cost me every relationship that I have. It may cost me, I won't even go to all that. These are things I reckon with. This goes back to the very first recording I did 
however many months ago now, maybe six months ago when I started this podcast and I recorded the follow me message. It strikes me in this moment is very interesting. That's the very first thing I recorded with deliberate purpose to post in a public forum was the follow me call that goes out from Jesus that is not, hey, ask me into your heart, Joel. I just want in there, knock, 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 let me in. No, the call is the same call as when he walked up to the disciples pre-discipleship and said, hey, I know you're getting ready to go home to your families right now and just continue your life. Maybe count the money you've made from your your, uh, fishing today and plan your fishing for tomorrow, where you're going to go, what you're going to do, chores you have at your house, tasks to tend to. I know you are in the middle of your life. You have families, you have parents, you have children, you have wives, you have responsibilities. But here I am. I am the Messiah. I'm the rabbi. And let's be clear, he didn't even give them all this information. He said what? He said, put down your nets and follow me. And we've heard millions of messages who just pretty that up and say, can we just follow Jesus? Can't we just say yes and go? I would say no, you can't. You cannot do that. It is not so simple and flippant as that because I would say we've been doing that for generation after generation and everyone's falling away. Everyone is struggling to believe anything because of the, well, Jesus knocked, I opened the door, and now he's here. No, 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 no times a million. If anyone will deny himself and lay down his life and follow me. Carry his cross. Abandon his will. Lose his life for my sake. He will find it. Friends, this is the call. So I don't have another option. I don't want Jesus in my heart. He's not in my heart. He's not. Jesus didn't knock on my heart and just walk in. No. My heart was depraved and sinful and vile, and he took it out. He took it out. And he gave me a new heart of flesh that originated in himself. And so now I'm capable of seeing the mighty deeds of God. I can see him. Because the heart, you know, The cardia, K-A-R-D-I-A, the innermost place of the scriptures, which is the heart, your true identity, your true, the true you, when that exchange is made, we can become the spiritual promises of the scriptures, of what Jesus told us is for those people. I can know God now. And that's why I have to shout. That's why I have to shout because I know him. Me, I can know God. That's what I tell my son. Oh, son, 
You're only eight, but let me give you a tiny measure of what you can handle and understand of who daddy used to be. This is your, this was your daddy, Noah. That's why I want to shout and declare and stand up or raise my hands or say again and again and again, God, you're awesome. God, you're worthy. God, you're, you're, you're faithful. If I continually, always want to only sit and be quiet and make myself declare the glory of God, for me personally, I have a problem. I have a problem for, for me. I can't speak for everybody else. If I'm not openly prepared, if I'm not readily prepared to openly declare the awesome works of God, there's something in me off. Because I believe David understood a principle for us to add to our lives and to pass on, as he said to us, from generation to generation to generation, we will declare your mighty acts. A, res a resolve. We're, we're going to do this. Son, you're going to tell your children and your grandchildren of the mighty acts of God because I'm going to position you to walk in them as an experiential reality, personal to you. We know Him. We are in Him. We are His people. We should not be... Okay, here we go. This is the last series. Y'all, the Lord has a purpose in the unfolding of His truth. Because we are His people. We are the Syrophoenician Gentile woman. Oh God, I know. I know who I am. I know my condition. Jesus, yes, yes, yes. You're right. But I believe I can know You. I believe You can deliver me, heal me, touch me. And even into my generations ahead of me, my daughter, I believe. And what did Jesus say? Because of your statement, lady, because of what you have said, it's done. What you're saying, ma'am, is true. In other words, so, so be it. You get it. Great is your faith. You get it more than my students, Syrophoenician woman. Amen. Be it done unto you. I want to be found in a generation who declares the awesome works of God. I believe it's possible. Friend, don't give up on that. Don't give up on it. Don't sit on it. Don't wait for somebody else to do it. Don't scrutinize how it's being done perversely out of emotion, so what? So be it. That's not my world. It's not my life. I want to be I want to be captivated with okay, Lord, how am I not doing it right? How am I not doing it? Convict me. Change me. Correct me. I believe we can do it. So let's do it. Let's declare his mighty acts from generation to generation. Amen.